listening to Dating Out Loud, where we discuss polyamorous relationships and queer sexuality. Your hosts, Rose and Rowan. Hello, welcome to Dating Out Loud, your polyamorous queer dating podcast. I'm Caitlin Rose, your co-host, a polyamorous pansexual cis woman ho. Yeah. Yeah, ho. I am Rowan, a trans woman, um, bisexual, lesbian, sapphic, uh, demisexual, polyamorous, um, and ho in training. I don't know. Ho in training. That's so cute. I like that I get a cheer from you for, for being a ho. Yeah. I still encourage That's awesome. Even though COVID is really fucking with my whole life, I got to tell you. Yeah. (laughs) Last weekend, my son asked me what uh, what whole meant. Really? And that was interesting. I was like, well, it is a way that some people describe promiscuous women. Um, And and then I explained that for a lot of people, it's, the derogatory term it started that way um but like a lot of people like Rebecca and I and you um are reclaiming it and then I had to explain what reclaiming was oh did he get it he got it yeah he got it nice he's gonna start being like my dad is a hoe (laughs) I hope not um well welcome back Yes, we've missed y'all. We have so much. Hope you're surviving the just general dumpster fire of this year. But hey, you know what? Silver lining or orange lining in the dumpster fire? What I don't know. Green paint. Um, Trump is sick. Yeah. I know everyone's like, oh, don't wish bad on anyone. And I'm not trying to wish bad, but I'm certainly not going to say that I won't be celebrating if uh, if someone takes him out. I'm I'm already chilling the champagne. It's (laughs) it's in the fridge. It's it's ready to go. You, like, have it on reserve. Oh, yeah. That's great. Well, hopefully we'll be toasting. That's all I'm going to say. Same. So, what are we recording today? Oh, super dream. What are we recording today? Well, I've mentioned to you that I've been having a little, um, a little, in, I guess, challenges around managing multiple relationships. So I thought we could talk about multiple relationships in Polly. Yeah, I I feel like we talked about a lot of stuff as far as Polly goes, but managing multiple relationships, which is kind of what it's about. Yeah. Um, we haven't touched on. So I think that this is a really great topic. Yeah. And I was one of those ones going into poly where I really didn't think I wanted any, like, committed relationships, long-term relationships. Um, no? So I wasn't planning on it, honestly. Um, but now I find myself in multiple long-term committed relationships and it's wonderful and trickier than I anticipated and very wonderful yay very wonderful 
So it's like maximize the awesome, maximize the problem. <laughs> for sure. I, I, it can be ex- exceptionally stressful. Yeah. Uh, it can also be, it can also take a lot of stress off of, off of you as well. And we can talk about that a little later. Um, but to start, um, do, do you want to maybe talk about what some of the difficulties are? I mean, it's interesting because I feel like it's just unique to each relationship and each person. Um, So it's not like typical poly problems or stuff as much. Okay. Got it. Um, It's like interpersonal stuff. Well, let's not go into that. Yeah, I'm not going to, I'm not going to delve into that, but each like, each relationship that that happens in, if it's multiple relationships at a time, it can start to feel super overwhelming. And it's like, I want to be there for each of my partners. I want to show up for them in the way that each relationship needs and demands, given that changes depending on the needs and times and what's happening and everything else. Um, But there's not, for me, like a way to necessarily feel like I show up equally for everyone, okay. you know? And then there is some of that, like, comparison, I think, of, like, oh, but I'm going through this, and you're spending time with this person, and, like, uh, we're, we're spending time together, and then something comes up, and you need to, like, text with someone else while you're with me, and... Um, so that managing that kind of stuff, just like time and, and when it feels like maybe there's a crisis a little bit in the relationship that can kind of take priority, even though that relationship isn't necessarily like, I'm not trying to signal that that relationship is more of a priority. Does that make sense? It does. It absolutely does. And I think that, um, this is a very common um, things that people struggle with, not only in polyamory, but um, if they are an especially um, social friend, um, you have a large social circle, you can ex- experience a lot of similar things, maybe not as intimately, or maybe so, but, um, but yeah. And then there's that, like, oh, a new relationship often does take more kind of energy when it starts because you're like establishing things and figuring things out Um, but then there's kind of that like hey why are you giving so much attention to this brand new person (laughs) you know what I mean you don't even know if it's going to work out yet and like here am I here I am (laughs) yeah so that's been tough and just yeah just me managing my own like stress, I have a tendency when I feel like my loved ones aren't happy to kind of feel like my happiness goes on hold until I like figure that out. That's no good. And that's no good. That's a no, that's a no good kind of position to come from. So that's like my own stuff. And I get to work on that and be like, I'm okay. No matter how my relationships are, no matter if my people are happy with me, no matter if they want to stay with me, whatever else, like I'm good. And so just really trying to like 
find time and make sure that I'm in my own space and in my own energy and like my own center and continuously checking back in with that? Yes. And I think that that is a good place to start with, with management. I mean, it's something that is often said in um, like first responder or medical responder sort of um, situations mostly, but I, I think that it applies to any time you're providing any sort of emotional um, energy to other people. Um, yeah. you got to take care of yourself first. If you can't take care of yourself, then you can't take care of other people. And take care can be, you know, hold space for um, or just love and be around. Um, and I don't know about you, but I've certainly found myself in positions where I was not taking care of myself, so I did not have, the, like, the spoons yeah. to spend time with the people that I love. Even though there was no crisis, I just was not able to spend time with them. Yeah. Um, and that can be difficult for everyone. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it, taking care exactly. of yourself. Yeah, and then I feel kind of, like, guilty for taking that self-time when it's like people already feel like maybe they're not getting enough time with me and it's like oh well now you not only have to have time for me and everyone else in your life but also yourself and I'm a person who is introverted and needs a lot of like recharge time for myself yeah and you schedule that in your for yourself I do good um and then you know there's there's everything else too there's my family and friends and I totally get when they're like, hey, like, are your relationships more important than our relationships? Because they're getting a lot of time. <laughs> and, oh, no. And, it, and it's not that at all. But like I'm saying, new relationships can take more energy when things are going yeah. on with the partner and you want to be there and support them in the ways or like, there's, there's, like I said, different needs happening for one reason or another. Um, I think that it can be shifting and that's a dynamic thing to balance and it just hopefully can feel balanced, but it's not always going to, it's not like a pie. You know what I mean? No. It's not like you're going to be like, you get one fourth and you get one fourth and you know what I mean? Like it's just not always going to look like that. Well, even when you only have one relationship yourself and a significant other it's still not like that it's still not 50 50 yeah, of course there's so many times where I'm like I am I I like will literally tell my husband like I'm the baby today like can you just take care of things because I'm not like able to give pretty much jack shit <laughs> yeah and that, happens. And, and that happens and then you know like we totally understand that and don't get resentful about that and just like shift as needed and be like yeah like the only thing we ever say is like we just need to not both break down on the same day <laughs> like we yeah. can have as many breakdowns as we need but like <laughs> try not to have us both totally broken down on the exact same time <laughs> yeah it's hard um, but yeah it does shift and so it's trying to be like present to all of that and I'm really trying to get a little bit more just detachment, like, okay, from some of the ups and downs, so it just doesn't feel, like, so dramatic to my nervous system. What do you mean by that? Well, like, like I was saying, like, when, when people are upset or when I feel like they're upset with me or I feel like I'm giving everything I can and they want more, it, like, upsets 
me. I get okay. I get that like stress, kind of anxiety feel in my nervous system, and that's just that's tough because I don't wanna I don't wanna be coming from that place like, and um, and I don't want my relationships to be stressing me out. Yeah, that's... in time, like there are stressful things and times in relationships. So how not to kind of let that like feel like it's really pressing or like taking all of my my energy. Yeah. Just have that little like step back, you know. For sure. And I think that that falls in line with like the self-care time. Yeah. Um taking care of yourself and part of it has has to. I know that this might not be something that a lot of people like, but it has to include self-reflection. Yeah. Um, And decompression and figuring out, like, how you personally are doing um, as far as the relationship goes, as far as your relationship to yourself goes. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. And I think, like I said I wasn't really ever planning on being in long-term relationships and now I'm in the point where I'm in a few and a few of them you know have been going on so longer than I've had relationships uh, poly relationships um, other than my marriage and it's interesting to kind of see that there are some similar maybe like layovers or or extensions of that monogamy idea of the relationship escalator yeah and kind of like feeling that pressure of like the relationship growing in maybe these certain ways yeah and I've just realized like no relationship is really gonna look like any other relationship for me like they're all going to be different and unique like what I want and what feels good and what works for both people yep there's not just like a yeah yeah like there's not just one formula that I can apply and be like okay well if the x is in time and you know y is love and then you know we multiply like it's just not going to have the same formula um, yeah, that's that's gonna get things in in a place that feels stable and feels good for for each person. So just kind of like experimenting and adjusting variables a bit and trying to be flexible, but also like yeah, let relationships grow. But for me, kind of growing in a different way, like growing in depth, growing in intimacy. Mm-hmm you know, growing in experiences together and closeness Um, and not necessarily like, oh, we spend more days of the week together or, you know, we move in together or like those type of things that I think people look at the escalator like. Absolutely. And I think that that's part of why I put so much stress on communication, beginning communicating early on as part of the like initial how are we going to manage this specific relationship work Mm -hmm. Um, because it's important to understand you know what 
each individual wants out of a relationship because sometimes yeah. it does look like that relationship escalator. Sometimes yeah. it looks like fuck buddies. Yeah. You know, but each relationship, as you said, is it's going to be completely and entirely different. And yeah. I, at least, believe, and sometimes not, sometimes things just happen organically and that's great, um, but I specifically enjoy building um, intentional relationships. Yeah. Um, and so talking about all of that stuff, talking about time management, talking about how um, you are going to manage any crises, um, figuring out boundaries. Yeah. And a lot of what you're talking about sort of butts up against the boundaries, I think, from what I've been hearing, yeah? Yeah, totally. I mean, of course, that's going to be a tricky spot for me because I am one of the adults. Maybe other people can relate to this having to, like, learn boundaries for the first time. <laughs> yeah. And, and it's different for different people, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I, I want to give everything to everyone all the time. And then for me learning like, hey, that's not possible. And actually, that's not reasonable to me. And now I feel strange. And well, and that's where the polysaturation comes in. Um, And I know that when we first talked about polysaturation, we were talking about it sort of in a, uh, I don't know, general sense where you feel like, oh, yeah, this is the number of relationships that I would be content with having. Um, But as you develop more relationships with more people, that number is going to change because each relationship demands a certain amount of energy and a certain amount of time. And although they're all different, it is going to play into your polysaturation index. Yes, absolutely. I mean, I can have significantly more casual relationships or just sexual-based relationships than, like, emotional, committed relationships. Absolutely. And I do have to say, I kind of resent, I feel like there's this thing people have where, like, fuck buddies, like, that kind of term, like, friends with benefits or something like that. Like, that's, like, a lower echelon of relationships. Absolutely not. And I just feel like, yeah, I I really want to push back on that. I um, don't think that's what you're saying at all, but I have, like, kind of received yeah. that, like, oh, well, why am I not worth a real relationship? And it's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Like, if you're my friend, first of all, that's amazing because we have genuine care, support, love, like, so many of the things that you would think you want or need from a romantic relationship. Like, yeah. there, boom, like, all of that. Like a deep love and commitment because I'm committed to my friends. I'm not just like, yeah. oh, boom, I'm out the next day. You know what I mean? Uh huh. To me, it's just less of a commitment of sex being a part of that relationship. And it's very, like, kind of open to if it feels good and it's happening, great. And if it doesn't or it doesn't, okay. Like, there's just less for me kind of pressure around that. Okay. And to me, that's a wonderful, like, very free space to enjoy relationships because they're just totally, like, natural and honest. I like that. I really like that. And I really, really appreciate that you bring that up because because it's true that that is not a lesser 
relationship no, at all. It's definitely not like, oh, I'm hard up for sex. I'm just going to, like, go hit up one of my friends. You know what I mean? Like, it's not no. like you're just, like, using someone for sex when you feel like it. Like, <laughs> No, absolutely not. So I think... I feel like some people might use it that way. Maybe. But... Yeah. But it still constitutes as a relationship. And yeah, and also if you're honest about it, too, if you're just like, hey, I know we're really good friends and maybe we've never crossed this line before, but I'm, like, horny and lonely. Are you? Like, could we just be in, having some sex right now? Like, would that be fun <laughs> and cool? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, why not? Absolutely. Like, we're safe. We could talk about it, you know? Like. <laughs> yeah. So. I love it. Yeah. I love it. I love because it. Sometimes I do feel like there is a pressure for sex in relationships or like there's that kind of that oh are we having it are we having enough like we didn't have it what does that mean or like oh they don't want it what does that mean you know what I mean yep it's just like people fluctuate and change and it doesn't always have to be a certain way I don't know yeah but and uh, sort of bringing it back to the idea of um, managing multiple relationships, um, I think that it's important to recognize where um, where that specific thing can cause um, uh, insecurity. Yeah. Um, as far as your sexual relationship with one partner versus another. Yeah. Um, and if you are an individual who is ex- experiencing that um, insecurity, it's it's something worth exploring within yourself. Yeah. And I mean, communicating I get with your partner. I get insecure sometimes because it's like sometimes I'll like feel, have that feeling of like, oh, I'm not having as much sex as I want to be having. And how is that possible? Because I have all of these different partners I could be having sex with and I'm not having sex with any of them. And I feel like terrible about myself. Oh. But um, I get that way. Usually it's like there's more going on, not really me or that, or lack of interest or, you know what I mean? Yeah. So. Time plays a factor. There's a lot of factors. It does. Just kind of like pull back and be like, okay. (laughs) Again, people and relationships are not just need fulfillment machines. (laughs) They are not. You have to fulfill your own needs. Yes. And even having a bunch of them doesn't mean that your love tank is going to be full in all the ways all the time. Oh, absolutely not. All right. When it is, it's so good. When everything is great and you're having lots of sex. Yeah. And just seeing all those, like, good, like, loving feels from all directions and you just feel like you're just being, like, loved up in every way possible oh it just feels so good yeah and that's actually um and it's probably a good point to to turn on um for a little bit um that is what i was talking about when i was mentioning that it take that it takes stress off of you um that yeah. it can be very helpful that like depending on the polycule if you're a tight-knit polycule then like Everyone is helping with the crisis, whatever that may be. Yeah. Um, and so you have this ready-built, um, you know, safety net or, or network of emotional um, energy 
that can that can tackle um, some heavy stuff if necessary. Um, and I don't know how many times I've been just exceptionally grateful um, to have metamors that can that can all work together um, to support someone. It's it's something yeah. that's really special. Yeah, yeah. And that's totally goals. That's totally goals. I think that's amazing. Um, and I don't know if I've quite experienced that yet. Like everyone all really like working on the same team. Um, because you're right, the metamorphs like do definitely play a role in that and in the network and in the whole polycule. Um, and it can also add more layers of complexity and difficulty when <laughs> there's uh, besides pulling from it, different yeah yeah issues of those relationships or how people think things should be dealt with or this that or the other thing okay yeah yeah for sure um and I think that that's where like time management and communication and boundary management really comes into play yeah. um, especially boundary management because it really ought to be and I, I understand that there are things that come up so you know just some some things to consider and communicate through if there are multiple problems between um, several different relationships and pulling against each other um, is just you know letting people know how much um, input you are open to having about your other relationships from them. Um, right. There are some people that will absolutely um, say, you know, I am not a part of your other relationships. Um, please feel free to, like, I like knowing these people. I like being around them. This is, you know, um, it's not parallel poly. But I'm not here to give you advice about your other relationships. I'm not, you know. Right. Um, but there are some people who are perfectly content to be there and be supportive and give input. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, yeah. I think I've had a particular difficulty with that because I think I have tried to kind of lean on some of my partners for, like, help with stuff that's going on with some of my other partners. Uh-huh. And... In, like, my main relationship, we kind of had an agreement not to do that, and so I didn't do that, but I didn't have those same agreements with other relationships. Mm-hmm. So I kind of, like, did it a little bit or tried it out a little bit. And I think very quickly I'm like, ooh, not good idea. <laughs> uh, yeah, they can, yeah, it can be incredibly problematic. Yeah, and I think it kind of just backfired. Because for me, when, I, when someone, one of my partners was like, oh, you're stressed out, what's going on? tell me about it, talk to me about it. And then I'm like, oh, well, this is what it is. And it happens to be about another relationship. For me, Uh I just feel like, oh, I'm just being honest about what's going on with me and talking about myself, but then it involves another person. And, you know, that just gets sticky really fast because it's not like I'm ever talking bad about any of my partners. I would never say anything behind anyone's back. But, like, at the same time, I feel like some of my partners shoulder maybe more responsibility for how I feel or like take on like, Oh, like 
this person upset you, and now I'm upset with them. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like, yeah. oh, 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 no, 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 that's not what I was saying. It's not your problem. You don't have to take it on. You don't have to have a problem with anyone else. But then those kind of things are, like, kind of hard to forget. Yeah. So... I just think I'm like, all right, better boundary. Maybe don't talk about my other relationships with any of my other relationships. <laughs> just yeah. Keep that. Yeah, absolutely. That is that is absolutely a place to um, to manage boundaries. Yeah. Um, get sometimes it's just mind boggling. Yeah, I want to like talk about it. Be like, I don't understand. Help me. <laughs> like, yeah, Polly, does this make sense to you? <laughs> Well, and sometimes that's when you go to friends or a therapist or, yeah. or you know, just just tell your other partners, you know what, I I, I don't feel comfortable talking about it, but can you yeah. just hold me? Yeah, totally. Yeah, and thank God for therapy. And I think it also is a little bit of just, like, a problem of the time because you're so right, like, normally, like, friends would fill those roles, but, like, my bubble be so small because of COVID, I'm hardly seeing anybody. Yeah. And if I'm only seeing a few people, I'm not really my friends. Or, like, the friends I do see aren't poly friends, so they don't get it. Um, it's, I'm just like, oh, I need my people. Yeah. I do get it. So poly people, always feel free to hit me up and chat and hopefully. Because I, I so... Like, when I'm not romantically related with um, another, like, poly person, even if we're not, like, super close friends and they're just like, hey, do you want to talk about it? Oh, my God. It's so nice. It's <laughs> such a relief. Yeah. But you can always talk to me. Aw, thanks, love. You knew that. You're the best. You're the best. So, yeah, finding finding those good outlets to kind of help problem solve and just kind of work things out because... It can get confusing real fast, and I do need to, like, talk it out. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so so far on the list for management, what we have is time management. Um, I want to make sure that we are um, talking with our people, finding out how much time they need, and using a calendar. Yeah. Um, Boundary management. I've also read some books where it's like, on your shared Google cal- calendar, it certainly can be a helpful tool and also can cause more problems because then people are like, ooh, look how much time so-and-so is getting. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, I've, I've heard of the Google calendar thing and, and the, the polyam thing and all of that. I've never met a polyamorous person in my, in my own life um, that does that, or at least I've not heard them talk about it. Um, do you do you have a shared Google Calendar? No, I mean I think we got close to almost doing it, and then it never happened. But um, I have what I have is the way my hubby and I do it is we have like an old school calendar, like a paper calendar. Mm-hmm. And just so we can kind of like keep track of our lives and things, we put like yeah. our our dates and who we're going to be with on certain days, like on the calendar. Yeah. So I guess it's shared, but just between us so that we can be like, Oh, Hey, I see you have a date. Um, so-and-so night, um, blah, blah, blah. And just kind of like check it out or talk more about it if need be. 
Yeah, for sure. And and I think that that's, that's the, the trend that I've seen a lot more with my friends. I don't know if it's a generational thing or it's just the people that are around me. Um, but just keeping your own calendar and yeah. talking to your partners about, oh, yeah, I'm free this day, but I'm not free this day. Yeah. Um, one thing that I want to sort of touch on as far as time management goes is um, talking with your partners about what, what sort of time they need. Um, because some people just want to, and I bring this up because this is something that, um, that I specifically struggled with um, as far as being the person that needed to have this conversation. Um, so some people are fine with, you know, okay, cool. I get to see you, and I'm happy with that. Uh-huh. Um, and some people really, really, really need quality time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know that I found myself in a situation early on, um, and it caused me some distress. Um, not major, but I, I was insecure. Um, where a partner of mine would schedule um, multiple dates with people, like, on mm-hmm. top of each other. So, like, we would have, like, they are meeting me for, you know, lunch or whatever, and we have lunch, and then mm-hmm. from there at 2 o'clock they have a date with someone else, uh-huh. um, which a lot of people would be fine with. Like, mm-hmm. a lunch date, yay, that's great. I need more quality time personally. Mm-hmm. And some of the people that you are seeing will need more quality time personally. And that means that, like, I would really rather you didn't schedule a date right after me. Right. Cause then because then there's some about, like, pressure, they're leaving, and then you're like, oh, why are you going? I want to keep hanging out. And... Exactly. Yeah. So that's something that I, I like to bring up, um, just just to point out that, you know, not everyone needs the same type of quality time. Um, and it's good to know that, and it will absolutely help with time management because if you have a couple of relationships, a couple of partners that don't mind you scheduling um, on the same day like that, yeah, then do that, right? Because it means that you get to spend more time with with your partners. Um, it also helps to remove distress right. when a partner might not be as comfortable with it. And it's just or need more just time. not assume that, be, like I was saying, there's no formula. What works for one person, they're fine with not having that same level of quality time. Um, but the next person will be like, oh, yeah, that totally works for me. And then you can just do exactly. the same thing. <laughs> so I was like, well, like, oh, this always works. Why doesn't it work now with you? And it's like, oh, well, I'm a completely different person with a completely different sets of needs and expectations, actually. Yeah. So yeah. not something that I would do, but I would imagine and I'm gonna bring it up because I think that a lot of people might like enjoy this idea. Um I actually think it's sort of a fun idea. I'm just horrible at it. Um uh keeping a relationship journal. Ooh. I think yeah, no, just like where you can write different things down about different relationships, um, so that you can um, sort of have it in front of you, um, sort of a map of how 
a specific relationship might look. Um, just like different conversations that you had or little things that you've noticed that they like. Um, you know, uh, I don't know about you, but um, being polyamorous for me, it has made it difficult for me to remember people's favorite colors right. or their favorite flowers. Or And these are all, like, things that are important to me um, personally as a, as a person um, because there are certain yeah. gestures that I have a tendency of uh, expressing in all of my relationships just to show that I care. My, it's what I do. Um, and so remembering these sort of things is important, and maybe I should write it down. That's so cute. I love that. I totally love that. Never thought of that. I should do that. Um, yeah. Things they do or do not like in sex. Yeah. What kind of sex they like. Totally great. Though I have to say, I do have that sometimes, um, like, poly thing where I'm like, did I already tell this person that information or share the story or was that someone else? Like, <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. am I retelling them something I already told them or am I totally just like skipping it because I feel like I've told the story three times already. Yep. <laughs> like, I have that. Uh, I just like, tell yeah. it anyway. You just tell I've it. I've definitely, anyway. like, well, I've definitely heard story. the same story. <laughs> yeah. Right. Patience when you hear the same story like five times. Yeah. Just keep your mouth shut. Yeah. Right. We're like, oh, it was so interesting. I know I'm getting yeah. to that bad place because my husband and I have been together for so long that I'm like, at what point do I interrupt this story and tell him I've heard this before or do I just keep going <laughs> with it and tell it's over and be like, yeah. <laughs> cool. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. I do, I do both. I do both. Yeah. Yeah. I listen again, and then sometimes I'm just like, all right, okay, all right. I know. That's the 12 times that you've told me. <laughs> I'm a ghost, yeah. <laughs> do you ever just, like, start talking verbatim with him? Just, like. Right. This tell the story at the same time. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's funny. Yeah. I like that. I like that. I like that. Because, you know. Every person is unique. They deserve to be treated unique. They deserve to have all their little details remembered and all that. And, and I like yeah. it too. So I think the journal is kind of a cute idea for that. I think so. And plus, wouldn't it be cute? Like, I like to have little, like, mementos from cute dates that I do and stuff. It's kind of be cute to have, like, a little scrap, like, each, like, for little relationship scrapbook, like, pictures and mementos. That would be cute. That are, like, cute. I absolutely won't do that, but it's yeah, cute. You don't scrapbook. Oh no. I'm anti sentimental. Really? Yeah, I hold on to photographs. I but do it except for certain things like that. But of course I'm weird. It'll be like a leaf in a page from like <laughs> you know, a date that's like got a, a date and name on it and stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> that's adorable. My own it's not weird. Sentimentality, I guess. Yeah. I mean, like, if you went on a walk through the park, a leaf is just like a ticket stub. Exactly. Right? Same thing. Exactly. But, yeah, I definitely feel like I've up, up some of the, the complica- uh, complication level of my poly at this point. 
I can understand. It can be a lot. It can. Yeah. And again, really when it's just like when things are having challenges or like you're trying to work something out or communicate boundaries or negotiate things and then you're in like multiple negotiations at the same time. So how do you just take turns? (laughs) Yeah. How do you manage your own emotional energy when, when you have that situation where you have multiple negotiations at the same time? Um, I mean, some of it just like straight up, just like badly, like I just get too involved and I feel like everything has to be done, like, like everything's urgent and that's a really good sign to me that I'm not in the best space myself if things are feeling really urgent. That's a really good tell. I like that. Um, so it's just like, do I have to answer this text like right this moment? Do I have to have this conversation right now? Am I feeling pressured to know what I need right in this exact second and be able to express it? Or like, can I be like, oh, that's a really good question. Good food for thought. I'm going to consider this for myself and, you know, come back to you. And can we have, do you have time to have this conversation tomorrow? You know what I mean? Those Yay. I think are really healthy. <laughs> I love the way that you put that and and yes that is that is exactly exactly it. You don't have to yeah, I love that. Um so yeah, just kind of managing some of those things like one, you know, in my in my um program I work they talk about like how you know your life is unmanageable and so I just that's one of them and so I kind of look for those little tells where I'm like you know, within myself, that can I not stop thinking about something? Am I starting to obsess? <laughs> not great. I need to do something different, change the energy, think about something different, you know, do my spiritual practices of like giving that relationship to God. And that's a uh-huh. huge one for me. This has honestly been probably one of the biggest things in me being able to maintain long term relationships is to literally like I have a little God box. Like, I put that person, I put that relationship, and that's, like, my symbolic gesture of being, like, this is in bigger hands than mine. Uh And I need to, like, trust that whatever happens is for both of our best and growth. And that doesn't always mean being together or not. But, like, I'm not going to obsess about that. Yeah. And just kind of that act of, like, trust that everything's going to be okay no matter what. I'm going to be okay. Yes. Yeah. I think that when, when everything is in crisis mode, um, so many, myself included, obviously, so many people um, think that like, you have to have a solution. You have to come to right. a solution. But sometimes letting go is a good place to be. Not necessarily letting go of a relationship, but letting go right. of the stress. Exactly. And I have noticed, like, especially if a partner is dealing with something that's, like, not just relationship stuff, like, it's, you know, deeper stress, trauma, trigger, depression, anxiety, like, 
you can be there for them, but you're never going to solve that problem. And actually treating that like it is a problem to be solved is really the wrong thing to communicate and can cause a lot more problems. Um, Yeah. So, yeah, just learning, like, how to be supportive but without taking on necessarily, like, everything that that partner is going through. If you're not a mesh or codependent, maybe you already have this all figured out. Okay. (laughs) You know what? No. I'm learning. Everyone struggles. (laughs) Everyone struggles with this stuff. I'm learning Um, it. Yeah. No, we're all learning it. It's it's not an easy place to be in. And, like, I say all this stuff as if I know. I, I, I don't actually practice it all the time. I'm not perfect. None of us. But... I think that it's also important to point out, you know, as as we're talking about this, that sometimes your partners are going to come with you with 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 their own issues, like, um, and sometimes you're not going to have the energy to to help them with that, and that is okay. It's okay to yeah. even with for your partners to say, you know what, I'm really sorry, I don't have it in me today. I can't, I can't do it today. Um, and I know that you need someone right now. Um, and I wish that I could be that person for you, but I have my own stuff and, and so I can't today. Yeah. And And that's okay. It it is okay. And I think it's okay. okay. And I think it's about like encouraging ourselves and our partners to resource and to have enough resources and to remember that our relationship, even if we have multiple ones of them, are not our only resources. And yes. like, cool, that sounds like a really important thing to talk to your therapist about. That sounds like a really, like you said, an amazing thing to, you know, just shoot off a friend, you know, like bounce off a friend. Um, you know, like what about, um, I don't know, there's so many different resources, even like you said, just journaling and kind of writing it out or doing your own processing um, or just putting it off for tomorrow. Yeah. I think that's great. And I, I definitely like, um, I think it's kind of a red flag, like worrisome when I've heard in some like poly ships, like partners being like, Oh, don't go to your other partners for emotional support. Um, Kind of like, yeah. uh, like hopefully they can be like, hey, I'm exhausted and I just can't have this conversation again or I can't have this conversation right now. Like, have you talked to so-and-so about it? And sometimes it's so nice to be like, oh, you know what? Actually, I haven't. And maybe they do have some space to, like, hear about this. Yeah, absolutely. And something that I'm probably not great at it. I try, I think. Um, but something I want to bring up here is that I saw it online once, um, making a practice anytime you have something that requires emotional support of asking, asking your partners, asking your friends, asking the people that you are going to, whether or not they have the space for it today. Absolutely. Um, You have bandwidth and asking for what you need. Can you just listen? Can you, Mm -hmm. I'm looking for some support. I'm looking for some advice. I'm looking for literally nothing from you other than just a warm body to be here with me right now. (laughs) I just want you to say, hell yeah, girl, and and agree with me. 
yeah. And I feel like that's just as for me, when people do that for me, I'm so on board with being like, oh my gosh, yes, I'm so relieved to just hear you want me to listen and aren't looking for like specific advice or problem solving, you know, because I can so jump into that like, here, let me, well, have you tried this or what about this or, you know, and think I'm yeah. being helpful and all that. And really it's like, <laughs> not with me, not what they're looking for. Yeah, I certainly have that problem. I, I try to fix things. I'm a fixer. But, um, yeah, trying to remember that not everyone wants or needs that. Yeah, so nice to just, like, have that kind of awareness when you're, when you're able. Absolutely. Yeah, but sometimes I do feel like I am juggling a lot of balls. And the irony is I never learned how to juggle. Uh, I can teach you. Yeah, hopefully none of them really get dropped in major ways, but I do try to, like, kind of under-promise or commit so that I'm not making, like, commitments that I don't know for sure I'm able to keep. Yeah, I think that's really great. Um, That makes me think of one more thing that I want to hit before we're done. I don't know how close we are, but, um, yeah, I think so. How do you manage things if you drop a ball or two? Oof. Uh, you know, I read something that I think was really kind of, for me, revolutionary from a psychologist who was talking about ruptures in relationships and that actually mm-hmm. it is very normal and completely expected for relationships to have ruptures. Okay. Like even multiple a rupture. Like little like two disagreements or I heard this this way and I took it one way but you didn't mean it that way or we're just not understanding each other or um, okay. or I really didn't like that thing you said. <laughs> you know, any yeah. of those could be ruptures or I didn't feel like I was getting the care that I was asking for. Okay. Great. So those those are actually really normal and um, I think they were saying in their in their research that like they even happen like three or more times per like conversation. It's totally normal. Okay. But what matters more importantly is not the ruptures or how many ruptures you have. It's how you repair. Okay. And how quickly you repair. Okay. So to me, that speaks a lot to like attunement. Agreement with the other person and communication. Like, hey, I said that thing, and then you got kind of like I noticed you got kind of quiet after. Like, was there more information there that like did that bother you, or how are you feeling, or do you want to talk about it, Um, or oh, I actually didn't mean it that way at all. um, From what I'm hearing, you you heard like this is what I let let me give you some clarification. Um, Yeah. And just be able to be like, oh, you you took it that way, and that was completely not my intent, and I can totally see how maybe it sounded that way, especially these things over text, right? Oh, my God. Yeah. And it's like, um, that, as simple as when I hear from a partner, I can see you're hurt. That wasn't my intention. Like, what can I do? Yeah. That's just literally such an amazing repair right there. Yeah. 
and it might not fix it, it might not solve it, it might still have some hurt feelings, but just that they're like aware enough to be like, hey, I hear, I see, I notice, young yeah. heart, or something's going on. Like, I know that there is an issue here, so yeah, yeah. can we and just, talk? And just be willing to, yeah. Um, and it's frustrating for me when I feel like partners necessarily aren't like ready or willing to do those same repairs. Like they're withholding information and they don't want to talk about it or they're kind of just being passive aggressive. Then I'm like, what do I do with this? You know? Yeah. Um, so I think there does have to be like some maturity and willingness to just be like, okay, we're having some sticky feelings. Maybe it's as simple as ending this conversation right now and picking it back up later. Yeah. I hear that. I think that that is, yeah, I think that that is exactly it. You hit it. Right on. Yeah. And then notice, like, are we having the same rupture over and over again? (laughs) Maybe there's something deeper there. Maybe it's not about the bitches. Maybe you're mad that I've been going out every Friday night and Fridays were our nights and we never talked about it. You know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah. I, I think that that's also a sign that you need to change your communication stuff, yeah. at least for that moment, for that person. Yeah. Um, because sometimes there are, like, as you're communicating in your natural ways, um, sometimes people can't hear what you're saying or you can't right. hear what's being said to you in that way. Um, and And there are so many relationships where, they have the same argument over and over and over right. again for that reason. Right. Because we take things in through our own lens, our own uh-huh. lens of experience and meaning, and we apply that to other people as if that's just the same or it's fact. Yeah. So maybe we should do our next episode on communication. We've been talking about that one for a while. <laughs> Yay. I love communication. It's I my know favorite. Yay. All right, well, good luck to you and all the balls you may be juggling. Also, I just want to normalize being poly and not being in multiple relationships. Yes, yay, because poly is a way of life, not necessarily just how you describe your current relationships. And you and whatever uh, relationships you have or don't have are valid, so yay. Mm -hmm. Agreed. (laughs) Thank you and, so much. Yeah, thank you all for listening. We so appreciate your support. We really um, use your support in the form of reviews. If you can drop a review, give us some stars, some gold stars. We, we're subs at heart. We just want gold stars and head pats. Please tell oh, us please. if you like what we're doing. <laughs> tell me I'm good. Also, I would absolutely love as much input or criticism that anyone wants to give because you know I don't hear a lot I I, I don't know what we're doing good I don't know what we're doing bad if we should change anything so help us make a better podcast yeah so um, you know share with your friends drop us some comments you were we're uh, pretty responsive to our page dating out loud on Facebook and Instagram you can send us messages there as well um, we have an email, right? You can send us an email. Yep. It's dating out loud at gmail.com. I was like, I don't know if people still email. It might just be me that's like in the email right now, but we do have one. <laughs> we do. And yeah, we love you. Keep, um, keep yourself well. Stay safe.